The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of myself and my guests and do not reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or anyone else's employers. Hey, King! Can you read me a story? Collectors live long, we watch things pass. (laughs) To preserve, to observe, we must amass. What flies, what swims, be it predator or prey, seal them up so that they never fade. What is this place? Welcome to the Owl House. Oh my Titan. You look fun. Wanna play? Welcome to the first episode of the podcast without a cool acronym of the year. I'm your host, Charlie Daroshay. Joining me today on the podcast via Zoom, we have Diego Lacabara. Let's play Owl House! Ryan O'Reilly. Sequestered in a darkness, like unto death, dulcet tones of an angel awake me. Thank you! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, gosh. yes. Uh, oh, and you know her from the Twitter feed at Goodwitch Clove, and you know her as the creator of the Owl House Rear Bridge, ladies and gentlemen, Clover! You missed a lot! <laughs> so, of course, today we are here to talk about um, the penultimate episode of the Owl House for the future. Um, there's a lot that happened in this episode, so we're gonna just dive right in. Um, if you are worried about spoilers, what are you doing here? Did we yeah, talk about uh, the elephant in the room? Uh, yeah. Which so this one? Got leaked. The elephant that oh, leaked yeah. everywhere. Seeing it true <laughs> colors. That's why I love you. It happened again. What the hell? I was not in the Amphibia fandom when the true colors leak happened. It was. It and was now head. I can truly imagine the horror <laughs> yeah. that everyone faced. Well, I mean, at the very least, at the very least, nobody died at the end of this episode. <laughs> that, yeah. that, and at least the Owl House episode had a release date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was no release date. Nobody yeah, knew when it was going to be coming out. Yeah, it got yeah. pulled because the they were supposed to air it. It was supposed to come out. I don't know why it got released early here. But with Amphibia, it was supposed to come out, and then Disney Channel pulled it at the last second because they're like. Oh shit! Uh, Marcy gets stabbed through the back. <laughs> we might want to add a disclaimer to this. Yeah, which I mean, not unfounded, but like, how did they not think to do this before? Oh, I mean, with this yeah. one, it's like with this one, it's like, well, there's a there's a vengeful ghost, and we confirm all that this brother was murdered horribly. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of par for the course with this show at this point, whereas everything with Amphibia really kind of came out of left field, so... Also, also it's worth noting that uh, Owl House is actually rated higher on when you air it on TV. 
All House is normally rated, I can't remember the rating, but it's rated one level higher than Amphibia, so Wait, it's so more... TV, TV PG or something? Uh, I can't remember the exact rating. I never I, watched this show on cable anymore, so I have no idea. Yeah, I don't watch it on cable either, but I, I know that happens to be like a fact. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, anything else we need to talk about before we get to the episode proper? Uh, I just want I want I want to know who were the good boys and girls who watched it uh and when it aired and who are the bad bad uh devil people like I got to be honest I, I mean even if I I had to watch it I I honestly didn't know where to find it uh you know the leaked version so I uh I saw it when it aired right and Chandler, I know you waited. I waited. I was. It's funny because I uh, originally I thought it was airing at eight, and then it actually aired at nine. I was coming home home from Bush Gardens, and I'm like, shoot, I'm gonna like miss the beginning. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, I'll just have Disney now on and have it off to the side, like 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 sitting in my passenger seat of my car. So I'm like, at least I can listen to the first couple minutes, even if I can't see it. Um, but then I then I found out for some reason they did it where they aired. Thanks to them, and then they aired like two episodes of the Proud Family, and yeah. then and then they aired um, for the future. I'm like, that was a weird way to do this. Yeah, I I remember. We, we know um, you're excited for the new episode of the Owl House, but here first you have to watch uh, the Adventures of Penny Proud and uh, her her horrible friend group. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I. I tried to avoid watching the episode at first, but I then I got spoiled on uh, the Palisman loses yeah. Palisman. Yeah, and that was, I was like, gonna be okay, the, that was I'm always going to be going, the biggest part of this episode. I'm yeah. not going to be able to avoid this any longer. I, I had the episode downloaded uh, mm. for just like when I was ready to watch it. I can't wait any longer. I'm going to get spoiled on everything, and I don't mm. want to get spoiled on everything. I'll sit down and I'll watch it. And I'll enjoy it. And I did. I loved it. That's so understandable. It's it's so hard to avoid spoilers when you're on the internet because like yeah, for, for most people who aren't chronically online, it probably wouldn't be so bad. But if you're chronically online like any of us, it's yeah. unavoidable. Mm-hmm. But that was that was the problem. Yeah. So so what happens is the uh iTunes thing happens and they're like, Oh wow, um it went on sale for iTunes Canada, but we don't know if it actually went up or not. But here's a clip. And then somebody goes on my DMs and says, oh, hey, the episode has leaked. Here it is. And they just gave it to me. And then so I'm like, uh, I, well, I'm going to get spoiled anyway. So I'm like, OK, I'll just I'll watch it. Fine. I'll watch it. And then so I watch it and uh, we'll get into everything. But uh, like about. A day later, I go on YouTube, and, you know, I'm a fan, so I watch a lot of Owl House YouTube videos. And sure enough, one of the very first recommendations of me is, like, Luz's new palace been revealed, and it's not even, like, like them staring at an image that you can't see. No, it's just the palisman. It's just a palisman. Of yeah. There. Of course. And it's like, well, now I'm glad I actually watched it, because I would have gotten that ruined for me. Yeah, that's how I found out who the new neighbors are in the Ghosts and Molly McGee because some jerk just put that on YouTube and YouTube freaking auto plays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the YouTube oh, algorithm is horrible yeah. in many ways. Uh, the internet, you you lovely and cruel mistress. Um, so we should probably talk about the actual episode. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that thing. So of course, um, this episode picks up right where King's Tide left off, but the reverse POV, where it's from now, it's from King's point of view, um, and we finally get to see what exactly went down um, in the boiling aisles after the end of King's Tide, which did not disappoint. It's just chaos. It's it's I, I like will, I will say this. Uh, I really like. The uh, Twilight Zone reference, where they turned, uh, you know, the toilet, where uh, the collector turns uh, uh, Hootie into a Jack in the Box. Yeah, it's supposed to be reminiscent of "It's a Good Life." That's that's very much what they're going for here. I did not know that. I just know that my jaw dropped when Hootie got uh, puppeted. And Hootie and Lilith, my jaw dropped, and I was like, "This is the first two minutes. What in the actual? What is going to happen? <laughs> what are they going to do?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, by the way, that it's a good life episode. Creepy. <laughs> oh yeah, and, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the Dante the Joe Dante version from the movie? That one's even creepier. Oh my, I've heard the premise on that one, and it's like, wow, they just took it and ran with it, and mm-hmm. I want to see that one. I want to see that part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, the collector, the collector. The is, collector's uh, like, I'm free! I'm free! Oh, this is the goodest I've felt in forever and ever! It's like the whole world is singing! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nice. the collector theme is playing which is such good i'm so mad they haven't oh released gosh, the music so yet good. yeah they need to mm-hmm. we got we got the big band version of no big deal like almost immediately i don't know what they're waiting for I don't maybe know. there's another version of it they're gonna release at the end but apparently um, yeah. they need to we need this music is the composer the same composer as season two? Yeah, uh, it's Brad Breek, but he's doing it with Andrew Morgan Smith now. What was very oh. interesting, what happened is this is what they're suspecting. Uh, Disney, for some reason, copyright striked uh, the Thanks to Them uh, video. And then Andrew Morgan Smith had to upload it on his. So people are thinking that. Breek just got oh. kind of spooked about that and said, "Well, I'm not going to release it." Why would they copyright strike? It, because it, they're it, stupid, Chandler. Oh, I'm like, yeah, we've been over this. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I know that Brett that Brett's uh, season two soundtracks that has been a very helpful tool for me in editing. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that mm-hmm. for the future can be an addition to that. <laughs> And so, of course, the Collector creates this uh, castle that he and King are going to live in in the sky. And they start taking just everyone they can to be puppet playthings for their Owl House game. Um, which, of course, is basically just them doing live-action roleplay. Yeah, they're just letting much. lose his life. Which is, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is great. Yeah, it's great, but also, like, very, like, oh, wow, you're, you're doing that. Whoa. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely tell that King is just making it up as it goes along. Yeah. He's, he's trying to find, he's trying to find the thing that they can do that can cause the least damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but you could also tell like some sort of like, uh, jump. Uh, this is a bit of a jump forward, but, uh, when we saw an example of the LARPing with, 
uh, Ida's beast. Yeah. Uh, we saw kind of like like sort of a resemblance of an actual episode in the form of the intruder where uh, the collector uses like a light glyph to stop Ida. Right. Like, yeah, that was he, very he reminiscent. He basically is just LARPing Luz's life. Yeah. Luz literally says later, it's like he, they're just they're just uh, they're just doing a messed up version of my life. Yeah, it's very meta because yeah. he even calls the game is called The Owl House. So what are they doing? They're playing the show, The Owl House. Yeah. yeah. I wonder who they used to play uh, to play all the other characters like Amity. Who who plays Amity in that <laughs> yeah. scenario? I don't. I don't think. I would love to find that out. Yeah. I don't think that the collector wants to be part of that because he's like a little kid. He'd be like, "Ew, romance. Like, Ew, romance. Yeah. Yucky, yucky." <laughs> right. As other people have called him, he is an iPad kid. Yes. Yeah. He's an iPad kid, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, obviously, I, w- I want to talk about the animation here for a sec. Because oh my goodness, it's so good. Everything with uh, everything with the collector, like right at the beginning, and and everything with the boiling isles being transformed into this weird hybrid of the boiling isles and Mabel Land is just so. Because it basically does feel a lot like Mabel Land, like yeah, especially all like the shooting stars. You want to know what? Remind- you want to know what it reminded me of? It re- what has, it reminded me of? Have, 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 has any of you played uh, Toontown Online? No. Uh, no. I haven't, but I know of it. But, uh, in the Toontown Online, there's like this bit where there's this land where it's like Donald's Dreamland. And if you look, it looks very similar to sort of the color scheme of the Collector. <laughs> so, yeah. Coming soon to Disneyland. I will say one thing. Uh, Mabel Land walked. Mabel Land walked. So... Uh, Marcy Land and the Boiling Isles post collector could run. Yeah, there's a lot of parallels for sure. Um, <laughs> of course, this isn't like a dream or a trap. This is just what the collector wants to do because it's fun and he likes glitter. Mm-hmm. It sparkles. Yeah, he likes sparkles. And the other thing uh, I was reminded of that I kept thinking of was the shooting stars that are like the spies. Lego Number movie two. Two, yes, all the you. way. That's oh my exactly god! What I thought Hello! too. <laughs> Oh, the pain. It's getting so cold. Emmett, what are you doing? Hooray! See, that wasn't so bad. Nothing got in. Ah, something got in. <clears throat> Love that. Yeah. That movie is very underrated. Um, I thought yeah, going, going a snowstorm. Going forward, going forward a little bit. I'm sorry if this is like completely changing everything. Going forward a little bit. Uh, it's really funny to see how Camila reacted to this. Like, oh, wow. that was great. Mija, you never told me how pretty this place was. The trees, the sky. Que belleza. Kids, stand back. Who knows if that monster is alive or not? Actually, the Titan skull is normal. Everything else is wrong. <laughs> well, it's it's a little bit in shambles because Bosch is running it into the ground, but um, we'll get to that. I like it. Uh, Bosch only, like... Bosch only controlled the school, though, not necessarily like the whole boiling aisles. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's it's very 
it's it's um, again everything with the school is very reminiscent yeah. of um, when they land back in Amphibia in the second half mm. of season three, and they're kind of having to meet back up with everyone who's had to sort of figure out how to pick up the pieces and survive. The difference is in Amphibia they kind of had things together, whereas here they really don't. Because um, again, Basha is a terrible leader. Basha is basically um, bad, yep. Sasha. Yes, yeah, she really is. Because, like, Sasha was manipulative and sometimes, you know, a jerk, but she got things done, whereas Basha just is not that. (laughs) You know who's, uh, I love uh, how, uh, is it Kikimura? Kikimura. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Kikimura's like, how do you do, fellow kids? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I going back on what you were saying about Camila, uh, I loved how they kind of paralleled uh, Camila and Luz in the first episodes with her yeah, crying, yeah. crying on the staff and then her like uh, seeing King for the first time. Is that the little King guy you were telling me about? Mm-hmm. Ay, que lindo. Hi, Kalina. Someone, someone actually said that at the Emporium. Someone who obviously speaks uh, Spanish um, said that at the Emporium in reaction to the Nuimo I had, and I'm like, oh, I know what that means. (laughs) I am very, very excited for Camila and Ida to meet. Yes, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. We didn't get that in this episode, and I am sad. Yeah. Well, it'll it'll come. Of course, we'll get it in. God, April. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wait, like, if, the if show's gonna be over. If it Four happens on my too. birthday, it's like, oh my God, oh, that no. would be interesting. That would be like, you know, I, I mean, think it's, it's. I think it's supposed to be April fifteenth. It's April eighth. Oh, so it's April what? April eighth is uh, oh, okay. the the day. Yes. Oh, I thought it was the fifteenth. So yeah. we have a little less than four months. Yeah, so just a little less. Um, so it's three months. Three months. So little, it comes out on the same less, weekend yeah. as a Super Mario Brothers movie. What a weekend! <laughs> wow, that's gonna be. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, and of course, um, um, at least Willow seems happy to be back in the Boiling Isles for sure. And uh, Gus does that little illusion where the grass is happy to see her, and it's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, but poor that was a cute illusion. But poor Hunter is he's traumatized. Hunter Hunter is very stressed and rightfully so, obviously. Um I mean he's not the only person that's stressed, but he's not as good as hiding of hiding it as Willow, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Willow uh, I, I I think my favorite part of this episode might actually be Willow's arc. Yeah. Um, yeah, Willow because... I am very, very happy that Willow got an arc in season three because I know season three was shortened. I know that they could only fit in so many side character arcs. So I'm really, really happy they took the time to give Willow's arc a lot of room because it was needed. she was pretty much overlooked is like since any sport in a storm. Maybe Labyrinth Runners, if you want to be generous. Yeah. But even then, Labyrinth Runners was a very Gus and Hunter-focused episode. So really, since any sport in the storm, Willow was sidelined. And she's kind of been, like, unfortunately sidelined throughout the series, even though she's a really fascinating character with some of the best episodes attached to her. So Yeah, yeah she was seemed to be, like, uh, was going to be a bigger character in season one, but it really put, took the sideline in season yeah. two. Yeah, like, with understanding Will, like, I think her 
like her finally having like a really satisfying ending mm-hmm. arc with this just made it a lot made the owl house as a show just feel a lot more complete and a lot closer to completion and maybe it'll actually pull this off <laughs> uh, sh- yeah. should we talk about the uh the other relationship uh, the hunter and willow relationship yeah, yeah. i mean yeah it's I mean, I don't know how anybody can deny it at this point. I, I don't have a lot to say. I like them. They're good. Yeah. They're, they're cute. Yeah, cute. I like them. They're cute. It's really not I mean, much. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure Hunlo fans will be mad at us for not gushing about them for the full hour and a half. But I mean, what, you know, they're, I, they're I, cute. I, we have we have other ground to cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, There's uh, so much other ground it, to cover. It's like, uh, what's it they're called? They're cute. They're canon. Yeah, it, like, it's uh, like they're uh, good. She-Ra. They were like, oh, yeah, and uh, Glimmer and Bow. Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, even Luz and Amity, you know, they they kind of get a couple little moments, but they don't really have a whole lot in this episode. And it's like, yeah, there's other stuff that has to yeah. happen. It's not the main focus. At least it's like, hey, they're holding hands. Yeah. They're good. They're good. It's fine. They're holding hands. Luz, uh, Luz is sitting in the nest. Amity is coming to talk to her and, and uh, you know, tell her that things will work out and they'll find Ida and King and Hootie and I'm, be successful in their that... endeavors. I'm hoping that Amity uh, gets like a good ending arc in the final episode because I feel like she's she's had like a good arc, but she hasn't had much of like a conclusion since she's owed owed a she's owed a confrontation with her mom for sure. Yeah, Amity is owed a confrontation with her mom, Um, and and. Yeah, that's really the the main other arc I can think of. That, and obviously, there's still stuff to wrap up with Hunter. Yeah, I mean, Hunter got like a lot of uh, episode one. That was kind of his arc. Yeah, know, a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, they kind of like mm-hmm. completed a bit of it here. Like a lot of the yeah. thing is, uh, there's some arcs that truly did get completed. You had Willow, you had uh, some of Hunter's arc, and you also had Luz's arc. The entire main yeah. series arc. Oh, Luz's arc was amazing. Has been yeah. pretty much resolved yeah. for the like the mo- big emotional beats here. And next Especially the uh, ending. We'll talk yeah, about the next, ending. <laughs> next episode, I'm sure, is all reunions and action, baby. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um. Well, the one other character that hasn't really gotten much love lately Gus. is Gus. Yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. Gus in general, I think, has. I mean, not to say that there haven't been any good Gus episodes, but I think Gus a lot of the time has kind of just been a supporting character to be there, yeah. and they haven't really done a ton with him. Like, there have been a couple episodes where they really have done some cool stuff with him. But um, yeah, I mean, they they did, they did do some fun stuff with Gus and like. Thanks to them, but they really didn't do much in for the future other than supporting Willow. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think having a little bit more er, of a Gus arc would be nice, but I don't know how how you can fit that into a. Yeah, I don't think we have enough time thing. for anything else with him. Unfortunately, yeah. I think he's just going to be there helping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, V, we we didn't get. I know that we weren't yeah. supposed to get V in this episode. I but think I, that might we all. 
We also have to complete her arc, so I, yeah. I think V might have been the biggest casualty of this shortening because yeah. I think they made it. I think they probably had a lot more plans for her, and she just they weren't able to do that much with her because we only had um, yesterday's yeah. lie, and then and then uh, uh, for the future to really have anything. Yeah. I'm willing to bet she probably if she has a line in the final episode, I would be shocked. I think we'll see her. But yeah. I, I don't, wow. Really? Yeah. I. I think I think we'll see her. I think her. we'll see her for sure. I think, I think we'll, we'll see, see her, her, but I don't think there's are, any time. Are they going to turn around? How are they going to complete Rain's arc properly? Because I feel like the only way they could complete Rain's arc in time is like pulling a Marcy where she where they're just fine after being possessed. But like that doesn't seem right. If that makes sense, they are a puppet, so it, it could that could probably stave off the negative effects of possession. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, but also I, not necessarily. I'm not sure. Yeah. We haven't actually uh, we haven't any actually seen anyone turn from a puppet yeah. to like back. Lilith technically did. No, but we, yeah, we yeah, haven't... Lilith is okay. But we haven't I mean, seen yeah, anybody, anybody do that right as, as it as happens, happens and yeah. see what right. the effects right. are. So they didn't, they yeah. didn't explore it yet. We didn't yeah. see we how it happened. We just know that know it happened. what happened while they were out or whatever it is. We just know it, we just know it's possible and yeah. that it happened with Lilith. Right, and I think yeah, that's what so. they did with Lilith. The reason why they did is, hey, it's possible they can bring it back, but thing is though i think they know because of the hootie thing yeah and she gets hootie and hootie's able to speak to her <laughs> in this weird sort of way sequestered in a darkness like unto death the dulcet tones of an angel wakes me be it you it be it be Hootie, you keep finding new and impressive ways to creep me out. That was that was delightfully yeah. perfect for the, the one line of Hootie that we got in this episode. Yeah. I can imagine Alex Hirsch in the in the voice booth, <laughs> um, where he he's voicing all these emotional king lines, and he's like, "Okay, now we have to do this one Hootie line for this you." One Hootie line. Uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead and do that for mm-hmm. us. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> right. That's great. I love it. Yeah, everything seeing uh, Camilla react to the Boiling Isles is just so good when she's like, oh, that, 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 oh my god, there's a giant skull! Uh, stay back, you don't know if that thing can be alive. It's like, no, it's not, that's normal. What's not normal is everything else. What's sweet about Camilla trying to support, uh, is trying to, like, do that, is the fact that she was doing it to try and support Luz. Uh, yeah. I really liked Camilla and Luz's, like, dual arc in the episode especially with how it ended because it was like this whole emotional monologue talking about how much she screws up and like ending with like that one line like and i thought that we should go to like this fancy new hospital you know how that turned out that destroyed me yeah oh man wow uh yeah uh, it was a lot. <laughs> it's definitely this. Definitely though, the talk that Luz needed to hear, though. <laughs> I yes, think, I think the yes, entire fan her. base has wanted to do that talk with her. <laughs> yes, 
like, yeah, just keep trying. Stop. Stop beating yourself up. Stop beating yourself up. Stop. She, uh, she says later, Camilla says later to um, Gus and Willow, she's like, she's just determined to make herself sad. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. I need advice about Luz. See, she's planning to make a very bad decision for herself. She's so determined to make herself sad. And I don't know how to help. Of course, the other thing we have to talk about is, meanwhile, while all of this is happening, Goopy Bellos is um, trying to get a new body so that he can actually um, do stuff without being Goopy Bellos. And he's being haunted by the ghost of Caleb and ultimately there's other people it's, that it's show up other as well. Guards. It's other yeah, it's all the other golden guards. Probably what uh it's probably what Anakin Skywalker sees with uh with the uh, with uh all the You Jedi murdered guys. us as children. Yeah, yeah it, it's kind of just like low key, very like disturbing, but also yeah. very par for the course at this point because oh yeah I mean, we've had we've had hollow mind and that was like the i love the detail like the biggest episode with like the darkness so i feel like this is just more to it really. i love the detail with the dagger hanging over the ghost of caleb's yeah. head yeah yeah i saw I that love... and i was like oh, oh that's I real blood that. that's <laughs> yeah i love that also like somebody uh photoshopped like a sims thing on Oh god. Yeah. Of course. Oh my god. Yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. great. I, I, I would uh, I would retweet it, but I don't I forgot where it was. <laughs> Sorry, maybe it was a Facebook thing. I gotta check. Sorry. But if you see that, that would be fun. The sword of Damocles is hanging over my head. Uh, and of course, they make it to the Owl House, uh, which there's a bunch of graffiti over it, and I know one of the words on it is literally just bad yeah. word. Kiss my grass. Yeah. Another S and P can't get bad at this. I, that, yeah. I th- I'm, I mean, it would be funny to see sort of like if there's like a, a like standards and practices have a good laugh on that, you know. Like, oh yeah, that's yeah. It, it feels that that gives this off the same energy as not S N P improved. Not improved on by S N P. That's still that is still one of my favorite stories. Oh, so <laughs> that is one of my favorite yeah. stories from of production. That and um that and Swampy's tale of the pizza place. Mm. Oh, there's a pizza place in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Okay, you cannot call your pizza place pizza place and have any expectation of exclusivity. If I open a coffee shop called Coffee Shop, I'm a moron. <laughs> yeah, there's uh yeah. Oh, I, mean, I love wait, it. Is that, really wait, is that a direct quote? Yeah, that was from this podcast actually. Oh nice. nice. Yeah, when okay. he was on, I believe that was when we were talking about dude, we're getting the band back together. If not, it was the other one. Um, but yeah, that, that was great. I I love I love how ridiculous that kind of stuff can get. It's so fascinating the things that they get hung up on like yeah. that. It's like uh, it's like the episode of The Simpsons where. Uh, the studio, like uh, the the TV execs, are like, "Can we please add this and that?" And then they become the T one thousand or something. Where it's like, "We have notes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
love I love a little bit with um with Willow and Gus where um Gus is kind of telling um Camilla how um uh, Willow cheered him up one time after he um after he failed. That reminds me of when I failed my first school project. I thought I deserved to be grounded, so I ran off to live in a cave in the most dramatic way possible. Of course, reliable old Willow finds me and says, <clears throat> Augustus, it's okay to fail. Look at me, I fail all the time. Oh yeah, I said, like when? Suddenly, there's this big slimy explosion in the distance. Like tonight, I forgot to chain up my abomination homework. <laughs> <laughs> they have to chain up their homework? I, I keep forgetting Willow used to be stuck on the abomination yeah. track. I forgot I, I almost forgot about that. I'm like, oh yeah. That was um that was that was the thing before she finally got moved over to the right, that was like track. Her first step. Exactly. Right. There is there is a theory uh with like Willow being named Willow, which is a planty name, um, but also being placed on the abomination track. Uh that kind of hints at her being trans, like canonically trans, but like that's kind of like a whole another story. But pretty, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of a funny detail of her still being on the abomination track. And it was a fun callback here in For the Future. Yeah. Yeah, I like that callback. Um, and Amity goes to find um, Luz sitting in the, the owl nest. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Hunter's just, like, outside, just freaking out because they're staying still instead of actually trying to get a move on yeah. to try to find Bellos. Stop following me! Bellos could be anywhere by now, and then we're just sitting here! We should make sure he doesn't pace himself into the boiling sea. Good call. Besides, you're probably the only one strong enough to drag him back up. Uh, but uh, the they she shows her a photo, and the photo is so good. Oh yes, I love the. Where where did they get this? <laughs> I don't know. Is it some because some glamour so, shot? It looks like something. Aisles. It looks like they would have. It looks like something they would have gotten taken at like uh uh like a portrait innovations or a Kitty Candids or something in the freaking nineties. Yeah. It's, so it's so it's funny. It's so so funny. Glasses. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. <laughs> and she's holding and, King. <laughs> and of course, Amity's like, "Did you think sitting in a nest was gonna help your talisman hatch? Maybe, but nothing's happening." Remember what the Bat Queen said: to connect with a talisman, you need to express your deepest wish. I never asked. How did you connect with your talisman? Well, after being handed the staff. I said, I want to be a great witch, or, uh, I don't know, I want to be an author like Mildred Featherwild. But she wouldn't move until I admitted that I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up, but I want to choose the path myself. And that was enough. Which, of course, is setting up the ending of the episode. Uh, and then that's when, that's when they find uh, the king and the collector see him again right yeah they see king and the collector on top of the shooting star mm. someone mm. also needs to edit um them on the shooting star with the more you know <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Also, I just I'm I'm I have the episode um like on my phone right now and I'm just I love the animation on Ghost as she nuzzles up against Amity. So cute. <laughs> I, I love, I love, it. I love it whenever Disney does really good animation with cats. <laughs> like I know, with, that uh, Disney, I, I know that Disney TBA recently greenlit a show that is specifically like a adult animated sitcom about cats. Yay! So, so they'll get, they'll do a lot more cats. Yay! Well, because the first the first episode of a podcast I was ever on was the episode of Escape from Vault Disney, where we talked about Pinocchio. We had spoken before about how much technique and artistry there is in this movie when we right. talked about Frank and Ollie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movements of the cat. Mm. Figaro, when he, like, nuzzles up against things. Right, Or the right. fact that, like, his walking yeah. movement isn't just a repeated series of cells. They designed a complex walking movement for him that Absolutely. gives it so much more life and bounce and energy. Figure is a real cat and I just want to pet him. I know, right? We're like, oh my gosh, you can't! I'll treat you better than that. Geppetto did. Oh. And, oh my gosh, Figaro is so freaking cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it'd be interesting because, I mean, I mean, let's say if uh, if uh, the new Jendi Tartakovsky uh, movie, you know, is... is oh is yeah, that has kind of a similar concept, doesn't okay. it? going to be like uh i mean if that's successful maybe there's going to be like a cat equivalent i don't know that would be interesting um so they follow the shooting star to bonesboro where they see um this this weird larp thing that happens that um king is having to do with the collector um where he vanquishes ida the albies but obviously it's not actually ida it's Tara. <laughs> yes, it's Tara. And of course, we also get like like was mentioned earlier the detail of um Camilla on uh, flying on the staff crying just like Luz was um the first time she did yeah. that. Oh, those things need sea belts. Oh, hello sweet earth. <laughs> I I mean, hello good sir. Because it's easy, it's easy to forget how freaked out Luz was when she first arrived mm -hmm. in the Boiling Isles. She wasn't like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I want. She was like, where am I? Did I die? Am I in the bad place? You wish. This place right. is terrifying. Uh, what I really, really like about the way that they handle the Collector in this episode is that the entire thing is done to condition the audience not to be immediately against him in a sort of way, because right. they do this very, very specifically by having King either always scolding him or it, the like the second time you see him turn somebody into a puppet and they have that sort of like it's a good life sort of stance. And the thing with it's a good life is you're not supposed to like Anthony Fremont. You're supposed to think Anthony Fremont is a monster. And they do have that sort of beat where Tara is really, really mean to him. And he's like, I don't like this. You're being mean to me and I'm going to punish you and I'll turn you to a puppet. And obviously in the um. Twilight Zone episode, he either turns him in the jackbox or sends him into a difficult place called the cornfields. Um, but uh, they make it to where it's somebody you don't like, which is Tara. So they're doing it to where, okay, well, he takes out somebody you don't like. So you're not like, oh, he took out, let's for, say, for example, if, if it was Rain and you saw them take out Rain, 
You're like, well, I, I, I like, I, well, not only that, but you, you would be like, I like rain. <laughs> this is, this is not good. I don't like this. Uh, so you, they see you right. take out Tara. So they're kind of conditioning you in a way to go, look, he's, he's not, you know, he's not only taking out the good people. He's also taking out the bad people. He doesn't have sort of a moral compass and he's just a lonely kid. And they're sort of yeah. That's the thing is he's right. They're they're kid. Yeah. You know they did they they did a lot of character development to make me try to really like the collector. Uh, but the moment he he tried asking for Francois, yeah. it was over for me. Yeah, that that scene <laughs> and when they go back into the archives, and nope. <laughs> they're in the uh, what is it in the um in the little uh, globe on the globe whatever, thing, it, is. whatever it is his bedroom yeah and they're like re- with that massive book. story and that entire scene is very much to make you feel okay there's there's something more than just chaos to this character yeah he oh. he is he is a he's a chaos god but he's right. still a kid he's not he's not fightful the only the only time he's ever like Spiteful is if you're mean to him or yeah. King. Right, exactly. You know, it's interesting. King, King is like uh, Homer in that Treehouse of Horror episode making fun of a good life, where it's like, let's go and ride. Let's have a lovely day in the park. Let's have something like this and that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like even moments. even with um, like Lilith, he, King convinces a collector to turn Lilith back. So you, there's, there's a sort of sense to where it's like, okay, it's, it's not, he's, you're, they're conditioning the audience to go. He's not, he is not the villain. The villain is Bellows. That's just, that's the entire episode is getting that straight. This, this is the bad guys, Bellows. That's what you need to know about this. And it's not the collector. And it's really making you kind of, the collector no, yeah. is really just. I, I think the collector is the most interesting wild card mm-hmm. you could possibly have, and I yeah. love that element so much. Yeah, I definitely for sure. Because again, he's just a kid. He doesn't know. He, he doesn't even have like. I mean, all all the other collectors are presumably long gone, um, based on paintings the, and the, the book that yeah. he changed because yeah and the paintings which i would have to I go think back it's and analyze insinuated that the titans wipe out the adult collectors in the in uh knock knock knocking on hoodie's door you actually see the albies memories of being tied up and collected by a collector but this collector is so much taller and everybody was like well how is that the same one and this episode solves that no that was that was I don't know if it's the collector's parents or if it was a different collector, but those were wiped out, and the kid collector is the only one that remained. Is what it, what it's the, yeah. the backstory is trying to tell. You know, I, I wonder if there was maybe like a plan to release a book or something, some akin to Journal Three. I hope uh, so. Yeah, that like was. That was designed to kind of explain I a lot of this lore. I don't know how you would set it up. That's where it feels like there's something missing. There's nothing 
canon in universe I could think of that they'd want to be like, oh, we're gonna have this journal. But I don't know, maybe lose the journal. They, uh, the closest thing that there was to that was the yeah, Good the Witch Zora Good series, uh, right? That, Which wouldn't that was, that was canceled. canceled? Yeah, that, that was, was canceled. canceled. They they do want to make an art of book, and I guess they could go into it in an oh, art yeah. of book. Oh. Um, but just just oh my god, that thing, would be the thing good. is is that it's so weird. So like. Disney, take my money. I will buy the art book. Gravity Falls one canceled by Disney. They literally had the entire thing ready. But the DuckTales one happened. So I don't know. Uh yeah, I, I know I know Matt Braley right now is pitching an amphibia art book. Um, oh, that would that would also be amazing. So I know that's in the works. Yeah, but as well. uh, Dana's Dana's Possibly. been pitching an art of book, apparently. So Hopefully after the series. Yeah, all but Disney, please. Dana, <laughs> but Dana might not have as close of a relationship with Disney, honestly, as Matt might have, because you know they cut they cut her show sure, and uh, she spoke out against them about a year ago with the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Well, I think most people in the company yeah. were on her yeah, side with I, that. I think- well, Spe- yeah, but speaking speaking as a cast I, member who works at Walt Disney World, I can World. tell you that there's been a certain <laughs> leadership change. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I think but, I think anything with that is not going to be an issue. Uh, but because... like I think Rebecca Rose mentioned, like Bob Shapak and Bob Iger probably don't even know that the That's all house exists. Yeah, they're not in charge of. They're not. They're not in That's... charge of. Chain of like greenlighting that. Shapek yeah. definitely oh. doesn't know the Owl House exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if you told Shapek anything about Disney Channel, yeah. he'd be like, "Wait, that's still going." <laughs> he literally would. Oh my goodness, he probably would. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, that's where Secrets of Silver Springs came Only from. Knows I've heard that. <laughs> or was oh, that? Or was that made for Disney Plus? I don't even know because I'm like, I know it's it like airs on both. No, it's like, oh yeah, that that's where that's the channel that we air Phineas and Ferb yeah. on, right? Yeah, that's where Phineas and Ferb was. That's pro- I I guarantee you, if you asked Bob Chapek, that would be like the only show he could name would be like Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, uh, th- that that was High School yeah, Musical, Hannah, right? Hannah Montana, that made yeah. us a lot of merch money. Yeah, yeah Hannah Montana. <laughs> he just knows where yeah. the merch came yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. Do you oh, think yeah. Bob Iger has even heard of like Gravity Falls? Even um, you know what? I, 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 it, sure, I would maybe, imagine. Uh, I Iger always surprisingly had a good handle on everything his company was working on, because I I very vividly remember him fielding questions in the like um the pat uh what is it the shareholders meetings and mm. anybody could list anything out and he would actually talk about it whereas i've heard a lot of stuff about bob chapek where he would just be completely ignorant of so many things that the company was doing he would not meet with imagineering and such like that but they say that Iger was completely different so it's it's possible yeah. Iger knows what the owl house is and probably doesn't think about it at all. I mean, he might actually know. I mean, Iger literally took pictures with my coworkers mm, last week. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> literally, I know like half the people, more than half the people in that, fi- in that picture. 
<laughs> so. Well, um, moving back to the episode, I think yeah. uh, another thing that we didn't really get to see a lot of was just yeah. Ida in general. I think a lot of us expected this to be the grand return of Ida, and yeah, I got like this is what two I minutes. I when I first saw the episode, I remember feeling a little disappointed because I was surprised it was so much about Hexide and not enough about Ida. And I thought about it a lot, and I'm like, yeah. to be fair, this is a middle portion, and they might be trying to, they're trying to move these chess pieces, and this episode seems to be, it's called For the Future, it seems to be allowed a lot of people who are playing chess pieces uh, in this chess game uh, for the future, literally, of the Boiling Isles. And that seems to be the idea of people trying to take control. Yeah. And Ida just didn't fit into that as much. So we kind of checked it on her. But the set, the final episode will probably contain a lot of her, is my guess. And I think that's yeah. just another casualty of being shortened, is that they had to place their priorities in certain areas. That, and it also felt more incomplete than thanks to them. And I'm not surprised because this ended on a bigger cliffhanger and a lot more looser ends. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I think th- probably what they were trying to go for was letting Ida's arc be That's one of true. the last ones. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I feel like the, I'm not, I'm also not sure what else the, if they had like completely redone this episode to try to include more Ida, i don't know what they could have done mm, that's with her. true yeah. exactly. right that's the thing is it's all about moving the chess pieces into place actually what's kind of interesting is that um rain they get more screen time in this episode yeah. than Ida does yeah granted then, granted rain is in puppet smile. form but well puppet puppet possessed by bellows but we do have a little bit their more rain smile, in this episode. Like when it's Bellows and you you see their oh, like man. body move up and it's just it's obviously Bellows's creepy smile uh that he's imposing onto Rain. It's like, oh god, oh no, it's so creepy. Like, get out of there. I I I will admit one nice thing about like ending or having a episode focused on Hexide near the end. Is it really did give us a lot of closure on minor characters? Like, we'll probably never see Edric or Amira again. We'll probably never see Skara or Mytholomew or Basha. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Mr. Tholomew. Um like all those all those characters kind of like Your name was Matt Tholomew this whole time? Yeah, and also, uh, we we actually didn't get much any Steve, yeah. which kind of surprised me. It felt like a good episode for Steve to fit in, fit himself into like the hex yeah, side Steve meta. Just disappeared mm-hmm. after uh, 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 clouds on the horizon. He just yeah. Oh, Titan he was briefly in clouds on the horizon. Yeah, do you know that? Yeah, he was briefly. Oh, he was he? Her sigil, uh, in that episode. And that's the last time we see him. Maybe we'll see him again. Maybe we'll see him again in the finale. Yeah. For like a little bit. As a treat. As a treat. I will say, go, kind of going back a little bit to um, comparing 
um, thanks to them and for the future. I definitely felt less like, I mean, obviously I was still like, oh, I'm excited for the next episode after thanks to them. But I wasn't like, oh my god, whereas this, I'm like, ah, come on, we need the, we need the next episode. We gotta wait. We gotta and wait. And is it just me, or do I almost <laughs> hope they don't, I don't want to see any trailers. I don't want to see anything. I know they're going I mean, they're to gonna show. I don't they're want to show <laughs> Well, well, one thing I kind of liked um, was that they dropped like one sneak peek scene, and it's actually I didn't realize, of course, seeing that scene as a sneak peek, and then actually watching the episode, it's like, oh, that's in the, like the, the middle of the episode, the bit with um, yeah, collector that's and King. Oh, yeah. that's, Ma- I did, I, and I said <laughs> I watched the leak, and when that clip was leaked, I was like, whoa, that's in the middle of the app. I was surprised. Yeah. I, yeah. I will say, uh, they do one thing with Disney. They do a really good job of like making teasers for final episodes that aren't actually as spoilery as like you think. I remember specifically with All In, Amphibia's penultimate episode, I saw the teaser and I was like, okay, well, now I know kind of like the arc of the. Thing probably no, not at all. Yeah. I did not know the arc of like yeah. the the fight at all. It felt still very like very new and like different. So what so you're saying I think... is it's it's the exact opposite of when you go to the movie theater and they're playing this trailer for like this this small budget live action just just sports movie and you see the entire story play out in the trailer. It's like I don't need to go see this now. Yeah. There's no yeah. point. I mean, I wasn't going to see it anyway, I but was, I feel like I've seen the I, entire I also, movie. This is another thing that hampered my first watch of it. I was a little upset that they kind of ruined a little bit that Loser's going to get her palisman. They did. They didn't. Sh- they well, hinted, I think they, they hinted. Yeah, it was very it was heavily, very heavily you saw, hinted. You, well, you saw Luz flying around on with the, the initial the, the orb. And uh, I, I, I did remember, yeah. Yeah. But like we knew I mean everyone knew, knew it was gonna happen get... in this episode. I, everyone knew it was gonna happen I, in this episode, so I'm not too worried about that. One or the last one. But I remember kind of feeling impatient on the when's it gonna happen, when's it gonna happen? Of course it happens at the end. Yeah. 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 Um and so they go to actually um well, we didn't really talk that much about the actual scene with with Collector and uh <laughs> And uh, Odelia, um, the the yeah. pizza bagels. Pizza bagels. <laughs> what do mortals eat, anyways? <laughs> Rocks, fire, gravity. <laughs> yeah, there How were does a he lot of about... really great. How there were a lot know... of really great uh, lines in this episode, including that. <laughs> oh yes, but how does he know about King pizza bagels? Uh, <laughs> King. King, yeah, King told him. Ah, yeah. yeah. Luz told King, yeah, and King yeah, told the collector. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, Luz probably told King about pizza and bagels separately. <laughs> and then King told the collector about pizza bagels. Pizza bagels, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I so. wanted to go get I wanted to get pizza bagels before the episode, but I ran out of time, so I just you know, pizza. I'm just saying because there's uh there's an army of darkness reference in the first episode, 
Pizza Papa should return. Pizza Papa should return yes. in the final episode, guys. Yes. Hey, Collector, here's a Pizza Papa. Here's the Pizza Bagel for you. Pizza Papa. Also, um... Oh, my God, I'm turned into a, a, a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> So I love, um, I love the whole, um, so, so of course there's a whole explanation of what happened at Hexide immediately after the draining spell, um, uh, and I love how they made this statue <laughs> of Principal Bump. Yeah. <laughs> Camilla's like, well, it's nice to see, um, uh, nice to see you kids, uh, mm. honoring your elders or something like that, at least I think. <laughs> I think. Um. I think um, the I think the only thing we haven't really like delved deep into yet is Luz's palisman, right? How do we feel about it? Well, we uh, we didn't quite touch on um, everything with um, Ikimura with with Bosch. Yeah, yeah with and, Ikimura and with okay, Bosch. Oh am yeah, I, am I? Oh yeah. Maybe I was too tired when I watched the episode, but I actually didn't know it was Kikimura until. Far more later. I had no idea until they, they actually have, did it. I'm like, oh, of course it is. Of course it is. I'm like, of yeah. course. In retrospect, it was obvious. <laughs> I was like, why? Why are there these two annoying? I was like, I guess these are like two characters yeah. that they decided to introduce. You've never met them Bosch before, is... and it's like, oh no. Oh, Honestly, I think that was. I, it's like, and, and yeah. Luz is like, oh come on, no, not you. <laughs> and then they all kind of get split up. They kind of get split up. Um, yeah. Also, there's um, there's this beat before then where Mythology is like, I'm trying to stage a coup because these guys are terrible leaders, and I actually have plans for how we can run this place. And yeah. this is like, oh my gosh, you're actually not a terrible leader. Did Multiple you doubt times. me? Yes! <laughs> Multiple times! Uh, oh, and... <laughs> Um, another with Basha specifically, I really think that Basha's are they wanted to like make a Basha arc for the for a fall season three because uh, it felt like Basha was kind of like kind of like had this arc started with like I don't want to lose Amity, but like have it condense yeah. into this. And it just made her come off as like one, like a one note kind of like pro yeah, antagonist, was, I guess. Mm -hmm. When I think it's, she it's might weird, have been much more like a lot of one. people had as interpreted it as like romantic, uh, but rewatching re the episode, so. yeah, rewatching the episode, <laughs> I think it's actually a little bit more complicated than that. I think that Basha goes under this trauma of losing her friends and that she's been broken ever since mm -hmm. Amity dumped her as a friend and then she lost her other friends and that kind of broke her mm -hmm. because she's surprisingly mm -hmm. codependent. I think the idea is that you always thought that she was an independent, but she turns out to be codependent and exactly mm -hmm. what you were saying because it's so condensed, it comes off as so much more one note, and people keep seem to be misinterpreting it because it's so rushed. But that's that's what I came across on this like third viewing of mine. 
I feel like Amity, like, or I feel like Amity was probably like a uh, a representation of everything yeah. that's happened to Basha over like the past year. And I, I don't know. I my guess is if season three had not been shortened, that would have been a major arc in either season two or season three. Yeah. Um. Or even not maybe not even a major, but like a yeah. side arc. Side arc. Um, yeah. Because I don't know, it just seems like it would have made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything? Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> another thing that happens is um, I really like when they they go back to the understanding Willow thing with the uh, memory tweezers. And- oh yeah! By the way, I also love oh, yeah. just the kindergartners <laughs> causing yeah, yeah. chaos. Very recent. <laughs> I've, I've been editing that episode for All Hells Rear Bridge, the Understanding Will episode. So I knew when that line came up, I was like, "I know that <laughs> line. I wrote for that line a couple yeah, weeks yes. ago. I know that. <laughs> I got that reference. Uh, I but that I reference. like when she when she gets out the tweezers and they." Play- it's just a subtle moment that they place the Grom memory of Camila and you just like have Camila stare for her for a second and just looks back in a like a worried face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, just watching Camila through this whole episode is so great just to see her reactions to everything. It's something we've obviously right. been waiting for for so long. I wish we got a director's cut of like every episode, like we got for Gravity Falls with the DVDs, uh, because there is so many little director's cut parts that I feel like would be perfect. Well, of, in a lot of in all these episodes, which, uh, in March it's gonna go out of print. Yeah, the DVD. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, have I heard the Shout Factory. Oh, yeah. yeah, I need to get that. Yeah. It's funny, I, I picked up the thing on eBay just before they announced Ooh, that, yeah. and now prices are way higher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, darn you, Disney. Well, I mean, it's... And of I course... Mean, but maybe, maybe they're stopping one Disney release in favor of starting another Disney release DVD. Set. I wouldn't hold I my would breath, hope. but we'll see. No, you know what they're going to do? Amphibia. They're gonna do, yeah. Well, I, I was gonna joke. They're gonna do Milo well, Murphy's it's the thing, Law. It's Gravity now. Falls DVD. That was um, a time before Disney Plus, right? Yeah, but I mean, the, a lot of other streaming services still do DVDs. Yeah, like Kipo got a but, DVD. Yeah. Disney doesn't so. seem to be doing that right now, except for features. It seems to be a, something that yeah. they've stopped generally, right? And it really sucks. Like even with an outside firm to create like a credible DVD set, uh, like it really, really sucks. Like the the only example I can think of, and it's a feature, is the new recent Criterion of Bali. That's the it's one of the first yeah. like non Disney DVD releases of a Disney film in a long time. Yeah. Well. My thing with the Gravity Falls box set, though, is I'm like, I'd get it, and then it's like, what am I going to do with oh, it? I don't have anything to oh play no. it with. I don't have a DVD yeah. player anymore. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'd have to, like, actually get 
that's the other thing with the the once project I'm doing. I'm like, I'm gonna have to get something to actually rip all these DVDs because I don't have anything right now. It's sad because I literally have an external DVD player. That's how I. Yeah, play I'm, my movie. that's what I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get an external um, DVD player for my computer just so that I can actually get all of those episodes on my hard drive. Um, I'm probably going to need to buy a new hard drive for this too. But anyways, um, so then we get, of course, the, um, and then, then of course we get um, Bellos possessing Rain, which is, like we said, very creepy. And um, So we kind of already touched on that. I love how he he's, uh, he's like behind Odelia and she's like, yes. oh, are you going to possess <laughs> me? And he's like, no. <laughs> because she's like, I have so much Not potential, you. and Bellos, like the like the the personification of evil, is like, ooh, you'll do. Oh, really, me? And she's like, fuck you. I'll take rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so funny how much she. It's sort of like um, an extended version of. Um, of Pacifica's dad being like, I welcome right. our our new. Overlords, and it's like you want me to shuffle all the functions of your face. It's like I don't care. You are like just below me. Yeah. It, it no, it, it it does not matter. So like she threw everything away, and for nothing. I I hope I hope Adalia gets turned into a puppet That's and true. not turned back. Great. If if Adalia is turned into a puppet and it's never turned back, I just want Alador to come back and go, "Oh, cool, Kindling." Yeah, he deserves better. One other thing that I don't think we ever touched on was Willow's line near the end. That was talking about like talking to Bosch, like, "Don't think I'm done with you," which means like I guess they're gonna have some sort of final thing in watching and dreaming, but yeah. I don't even know how they're gonna have time for that. Like, because that is a very deliberate choice of like, hey, we're not done with you yet. So oh, basically, um, back at Hexide, um, they're, the reason why they're getting the memories is because um, Bellos did. Like, Bellos was able to uh, to make this elaborate glyph that made it so they could teleport directly into the Titan's skull, and that's where they need to go. That's close to where they need to go, anyways. It's like probably about. 50 or 60 feet below where they need to go. Um, and so they're doing that. But then, of course, the whole thing with um, with Basha and Kikimura is revealed. Um, but, well, actually, um, before that, Willow gives Hunter um, the picture of the of Hunter uh, doing Flyer Derby. And he's, like, emotional about it, and she thinks that means that he, like, is upset with her and doesn't like her. Uh, when really it's, no, he's, he's, um, you he's know. He's grieving. He, he's actually, like, he's grieving, and he's also very touched by it. Um, and then, of course, um, Willow storms out into the hallway, um, upset, and Bosch is talking shit, because, of course... Um, yeah. so it, that kind of makes it so that, um, they're kind of split up when the next thing that happens happens, which is, of course, um, the whole thing with Kikimura and, and Basha and the Sleeping Nettles, which again, yeah, this twist in retrospect was obvious, but I think watching it the first time, I'm like, uh, at, at first I didn't realize because I think it was enough of a difference in the, 
the way they did the design. There's enough random characters in this show that it could be like, oh, that's just another random person, but it's like, no, it's 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 Kiki Moron. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kiki. And then, of course, um, while that's happening, um, Bellos, having possessed Rain, uh, is once again uh, manipulating the the collector, and um, yet the 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 classic. It's usually a. a uh, usually a sitcom trope, but of course it, ha- it happens at everything where it's like, you know, uh, overhearing, mishearing, miscontru- misconstruing something where King is talking to uh, Ida and Lilith mm-hmm. about the collector and what needs to happen. And I love I love the bit where um, where Kiki's explaining her plan and loses like, okay, I'm still catching up. What's the little red kitten trying to do? She's just copying Bellas's scare people into worship thing because she has no ideas of her own. <laughs> I love Luz's face during that. Oh my god. She's like, she just looks so done. It's great. Uh, re- literally the animation in that, like her eyes go from normal pupils to oh, like just yeah. the, the, the the points. Like just the little two, two dots. <laughs> she's, she's just so <laughs> done. It's great. I love it. With, with Willow being like vulnerable, I, I feel like that is a theme that we kind of see like in different aspects of Willow's character like with Labyrinth Runner she was kind of like the big person the bigger person helping out Gus back in the day and she always seemed to be like the protector that had everyone's back so yeah, yeah that was like kind of like a special moment I, I know that we've talked a little about how great it is that she got that main arc but I feel like the fact that the main arc was that idea of vulnerability that we haven't really gotten to see from that perspective, yeah, I, I think that for sure was just special. Yeah. Oh, I think that was so well done. I, I um, actually draw, drew some parallels between that and Ida in a little bit because Ida was always trying to be like the strong one and like the happy one, but she, you know she dealt with a lot in the way. But the way she dealt with that was re-hooking up with an ex and Ida's yeah. Requiem. <laughs> but yeah. but Willow kind of like dealt with it in sort of like an out of control, like crying and like fashion or like with her magic going overboard, which is yeah, sort of similar that's to the, the owl beast in a way, but not really. I don't hoping, know. Watching and dreaming like addresses because her and Gus have this weird thing where their magic is so powerful that if it goes out of motion, they go emotionally out of control, their eyes start glowing. And of course, Willow's glows green because uh, she is into plant magic. Uh, Gus's glows blue because he's in illusion magic and they have not explained that they just did it with Hunter sort of completing this trio where he turns, literally turns gold when doing the teleportation and the flapjack power. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to explain why these three have such powerful magic. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing, obviously with Hunter, he literally inhaled a palisman. But with Willow and Gus, I don't know if they're going to explain that or not. It feels like that might be something that they also left off the table. 
Maybe. Yeah, that's actually something I never considered. I just thought it was just a general thing with the Boing Isles, but you know, and I think about yeah. it, it's really specific to those yeah, three it's characters. Yeah, those three characters seen it with anyone specifically. Else. And we haven't really got an explanation about it. There's the hint towards it in a very early episode, Hootie's Moving Castle, when they say, wow, yeah, those that must have been some power. Oh, yeah. They must be some powerful magic to do that. And it sort of hints that Gus and Willow are very powerful yeah. witches. So I'm not sure what that's saying. Yeah. I thought it was just like, yeah, I thought it was just the power of friendship, <laughs> to be honest. Well, well you know what they say. Friendship is magic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure and... that's like an actual episode name for like, mm-hmm. I can't remember what episode, but that sounds like an episode name of an episode show. And then, so they get, um, so of course they get split up in the cave in, uh, with, uh, everything with Kikimura. Uh, we finally have this talk with Luz and Camilla. My whole plan fell apart. I messed up again. What are you talking about? It doesn't matter. No, Miha. It does matter. You don't want to leave the demon realm, do you? Of course not. But you keep messing up? Messing up is a part of living. You don't think I've ever messed up before? Ha! Okay, well, once I scheduled my wisdom tooth surgery the day before my wedding. Oh, then there was that time I got road rage and didn't realize I was cursing out your new principal. And, you know, I sold energy drinks for a pyramid scheme for three years. And of course, I was convinced we should move to Gravesfield to be closer to that fancy hospital. You know how that ended. And worst of all, I didn't stand up for you when you needed me most. I forgot about the Astral Oath. The what? The Astral Oath is a promise made between Captain Avery and his family to love and protect each other just as they are through supernovas and solar winds. Mom, are you a secret nerd? I had a hard time growing up. I was afraid you would too. My biggest mistake was trying to protect you by changing this beautiful, good witch into something she wasn't. I think I just realized something. I don't know why it took me so long to figure out. The only thing I've ever really wanted was to be understood. This is what, yeah, really, almost the whole show's been building up to when you think about it. It's, it's, yeah. it's this is literally them addressing the first scene of the series, right? Yeah, we we touched a little bit on like how, com, how like Camila handled it, but like, yeah, just like loses, um, reaction. Like all I ever wanted was to be understood, and with this, like, mm-hmm. with like the palisman finally growing. And glowing and stuff, that was just kind of like, oh, you're one of the best scenes so that, in, that, car- that in shot. modern cartoon history. I see. The visuals, like, specifically the picture with Lou's, like, looking up, 
That is one of the most beautiful scenes that it's, it's Disney really has put out in the last decade. And that's that's it. Like that's that's all she's really wanted. Like when they sent her off to reality camp, it's like I wish you could just see the way I see things and accept it. And that's what she's finally gotten. And with that, we get a palisman. Yeah, a very very powerful palisman, which Yay! again goes. And I think it's because it was hatching and had so much power, I think. Huh? Sorry! <laughs> I'm still getting the hang of this. Luz has a staff. Why does that make me nervous? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, it's uh, great. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, I, I wonder maybe the reason that... Uh, that the Palisman is so powerful is because it was kind of in the uh Maybe. it was carved yeah. by a claw thorn because I know claw thorns have had like a Palismans. historical legacy of making like these palismen. So maybe that was and manifested was into what you this first palismen? That was the first palismen that yeah that was the first palisman that Ida yeah. ever made mm -hmm. or made in decades at least sure. so i don't know that could have a pa factor uh, also how do we feel about the how about oh the all right like uh, Chandler, uh you love string bean don't you uh, i love string bean yes so good string string bean is great plush, i love it i love plush, it so much plush plush <laughs> yes Yes, plush. Uh, oh my gosh! I, I know that someone someone well, already uh, put up pre-orders for a plush. The only problem is the eighty dollars. Yeah, mystery yeah. shot come through for us. I know you will. <laughs> I know you will. Yeah. That's what I've literally talked to guests at the Emporium and who like have like like um, TVA related merch, whether it be like for the Owl House or Amphibia. And it's like, yeah, you get all the merch. You got to get all the merch from the mystery shack because there's nowhere else that actually has like really good merch. Sometimes hot topic or yeah. box lunch, but like you got to get very lucky with that. Uh, do you work uh, the not so scaries? Um, usually no. Okay, because I was just wondering if you if you see any uh, owl house costumes. Well, because people will come in beforehand, so I think I have seen. I have seen a Dipper and Wendy. Yeah, like together. Well, that's fine as long as we're not doing any shipping with it. Yes, it was. It was a boyfriend and girlfriend because they were holding hands. Oh uh, well, that's a little. Well, I mean, oh god, at least no. it's not Ferb and Vanessa, I guess. Well, actually, actually, I think Dipper and Wendy is technically actually. I don't know because. Mm -hmm. I yeah, it's, I think a, it's a, a four-year gap <laughs> of Dipper and Wendy. I mean, we we don't we we probably <laughs> yeah. don't need to debate which right. works. No. I think they're both not good. <laughs> no, at least I think they're both not good. I think they were both meant to be no. one-sided. Whereas, whereas Phineas and Ferb was like, hmm, maybe. yeah, thank. Where where Dan Poppenmeyer was like, oh, I dated someone way younger than me, yeah, way no. younger than me. It wasn't that. I'm like, Dan. <laughs> Dan, Dan, no. Um. Uh. So yes, of course. Uh, anyways, back to string bean. Yes, we need plush. We we need we need plush. Also, speaking of plush, there is a. I'll send this in the the chat. There is a Mickey Mouse plush that we have, and I forget what exactly. I think it, it's oh, it's for the grand finale of the 50th anniversary, and 
He looks like the collector. He totally looks like the collector. It's so funny. 50th anniversary. There was a 50th anniversary. Let me send. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently. <laughs> it's so funny that they're actually kind of like getting a mulligan with, with the 100th celebration. Oh, yeah, he kind of does. He looks like the collector. <laughs> um, but so they're able to um, get the glyph up and running and they get teleported to right as Kiki's about to like shoot a huge like blast from the robot at them. They managed to teleport to the, the Titan skull. Yeah. And that's now, when we get the reveal of String Bean, and yes, String I know Bean some is people don't As Lou says, care she's for perfect. String Bean just because I know it's, it's sacrilegious, uh, but because they're like, well, it's it's they're a wrong. cop out. They're How wrong. can you have it be? They're just wrong. Every single character is like, um, have you not been watching the show the entire time? The whole thing is that Luz wants to do everything, and she's neurodivergent. Yeah, that's the idea. The idea is that she can be anything. So it yes, her. that's the thing. Like. Yeah, it represents her future. It's like, for on, the future. Yeah, and it's technically it's snake, so it's the the hint in the logo. You know about the logo hint, right? Yeah, with the. It was was true. Yeah. Oh, oh, the other thing we glossed over. Oh, yeah, there was um, Walker, yeah. yeah, Gus knew the whole time that, or or since. Uh... I've known you were a Grimwalker since the day of Unity. I was waiting for you to bring it up yourself, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe if I weren't so afraid, none of us would be hurting right now. Yeah, he 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 knew he knew the whole time. Um, is there? Oh, is there anything else that we miss? Well, basically, it's the the final bit of um, Bellos Rain, um, once again, kind of manipulating the collector. I mean, like, see, um, see the human girl's here to to stop you. Um, along, and she's gonna she's gonna take King away from you. And that's yeah, kind of where we end with the cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. What? So what? What do you think he? What do you think the collector is about to do? Like, what's the no snap going to yeah. do? No idea. That's the that's that's the thing. It re- really, I really do not know. My guess, honestly, my honest guess is that. Uh, it's going to turn everyone down there lose uh, Willow, everyone down there into puppets. Uh, and then King and Ida uh, and Lilith yeah, are going to have to save the day. Specific, and it's specifically going to have to come down to King and Ida uh, versus Abelos and the Collector. And it's going to be this like massive thing King's gonna convince the collector to calm down, and then we're really gonna see kind of like that, like the a last minute ditch effort from Bellows, and then we're just gonna uh, see everything be good, and then we're gonna have the epilogue, and I don't know what's gonna happen uh, with the yeah. epilogue. I don't know how they're gonna handle that. <laughs> Well, I I do I do have a theory. I do have a theory, and I was I was telling Ryan about this. Uh, I think maybe Clover I mentioned it to you too. But I think I think Camilla is going to be a huge part in reining the collector in. And really, because I think uh, I, I love think, I, that would be great. Yeah, well, because Camilla is a sci-fi nerd, and the collector is literally a child of the stars. 
An another, actually, yeah, they have been hinting towards that. Oh, another yeah. thing, another general idea I have is how do they end King's character arc? That's, King, that's another question mark. King, I don't know. Here, well, here's here's what I'm thinking because King is supposed to, uh, like be this like King's supposed to become like a giant titan and stuff. I don't yes. think that's going to happen. I think, or at I least, I don't think it's going to be shown in the show, um, unless they're unless they leave it unless they leave it in the plot in a like a leave it as like a you know clipping or like King, uh, you know everything will change. King will eventually be big, but you know that'll come with time. That they could do that, but my prediction, honestly, is that the only way to end properly end king's character mm. arc i don't think that's to gonna kill happen him. in the disney show but we'll see i hope not because uh no uh, i don't think I, so uh, i mean for the future i thought for the future he was going to risk being sacrificed or something um to fight off the collector like steal the collector reseal the collector with more Titans blood. What? Why well, wouldn't one? I wouldn't want the collector to be resealed either. Because again, he, he's he's just a kid, you know. He. Well, I don't. Well, yeah, that, that's what I that's what I thought before for the future, and I don't think that exact thing is going to happen. But like, I don't know how they there can is properly something end significant without killing him at they tease mm. in the very beginning of the episode. It's right after the logo. You see Luz in the in between, and she sees something. And it looks like some whimpering creature. Wait, what is that? that kind of looks like King's looks looks like a Titan. I think there's gonna be a twist okay. that we have yet to see involving that character. That's a great question. Uh, I'm hoping so. Uh, there's the, that's they did not put that in there if it wouldn't be paid off in the series finale. So I think there's going to be something and that's going to tie in with how this series climaxes. I uh, I think I think we've gotten done with all the major deaths and scares and stuff like that. I think I think they're going to make it a generally sort of happy ending with the bittersweet thing of Camila going back to the human realm for good and lose staying there. Yeah, I think Really? Yes. You you think they're going yes, to? Separate I honestly think that's right. Separate. I think I think Whoa, this is, that is. I think this is the anti-amphibia where Luz makes the choice to stay, and Camila uh -huh. supports her in that. I think. I think if that happens, it's it's with the condition that yeah, they have probably, a new portal that maybe, is probably. open and yeah. they can use. That's that's very likely, but they do, yeah. Uh, I I I feel like they well okay here's my uh, thoughts with like the epilogue one we I know Diana Terrace doesn't actually like said that she doesn't she like that. happily ever after she doesn't like happily ever after in that everything's going to be okay yeah so doesn't necessarily well, mean that she doesn't like an uh, ending where people are satisfied and yeah. Um, it reminds me of the line but, in uh, in Disenchanted where they're like, well, you live happily ever after and then nothing happens to you ever again. 
But like the the only the thing is like, um, I I don't think they could pull the same thing that they did in Amphibia because the the start of Amphibia was like, and and like. And the main character didn't want to like sure. be here. Yeah. Wanted to go home as quickly as possible. It's about it's about Anne's and, growth, and I think the Owl House yeah. absolutely is about that too. But the other thing that the Owl House is about that Amphibia really isn't yes. is that Luz is found where she belongs, whereas yeah, Amphibia and, was still never where Anne belonged. It was. I I feel um, like I feel like I feel like Wartwood was where Anne belonged, but like. I well, feel like it, it certainly became status quo at the beginning of the episode. I yeah. feel like the difference is the beginning of the status quo at the beginning of the show, where status quo is you're not supposed to be able to travel between worlds in Amphibia, but in Owl House, the status quo right. was Ida has a portal key. That yeah. was the status quo. And uh and Luz could have traveled back to the human world realm at it. any yeah. point in season one. Until the end of season one, yeah, she chose not to. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, yeah, Anne's whole life was still waiting back for her in L.A. Where And really, even the same is true with Sasha and Marcy. Whereas Luz, true. you know, her yeah. whole life is in Mila. the demon realm at this point. The only person who's not is Camilla. Is her I mom. Mean, but doesn't envy. doesn't something similar go for Anne? Or like Anne had Mister and Mrs. Boonjoy, and those were the yes, two people but, that were in yes, the human but realm. Anne wanted well, yeah. and Domino, and she wanted she wanted she wanted to and find also a happy yeah Anne wanted to go home where the planters could visit, and they were hoping oh if we fix the music box then with full power we can go back and forth back and forth back and forth. And right, and whereas Luz regards the demon realm as her home, right? Yeah, I'm. I mean, I I thought, and yeah, I guess that's fair. Where like Luz felt like the demon realm was her home, but also Anne thought family, of right, Pop exactly. and the Planters as her family. Oh yeah. I mean, there, there's literally um, the the episode where I think they're on the where they're taking the the tour bus around um, Utopia, and uh, Hop Pop says yeah. uh, that Anne is his uh, adopted granddaughter. Yeah. So like, yeah, they obviously are a family, and that's why that uh, that farewell at the end with with Sprig and Anne is so so just heart wrenching. But I think. You know, I think Amphibia and the Owl House are going for. Obviously, they have similar setups, as you know, said in um, the Owl House Amphibia crossover. That is not the semi-canon one, um, but, they, but uh, we should TV probably talk about that too, if really quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, um, but but I think I think they're going for different resolutions, and I think that's a good thing because they're different shows and they have different meanings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really quick, the, the, the TV short, uh, um, uh, do you, do you think Luz blames herself for Anne and the planters getting eaten? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, it's not her fault. It's just how the boiling but, but, is. But do you think, do you think she blames herself? <laughs> well, I think, I think she definitely thinks they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was the last time she saw them before they get war- they got warmed back. Which I, I I it's kind of funny how the the canon of the chibi tiny tail shorts is oh the calamity box keeps <laughs> malfunctioning. It sent them to freaking pirates of the Caribbean, and and then it sent them to the uh, but, uh, and then it sent them to the boiling if you could aisles. Send the Owl House characters to any yeah. it's really funny. Where would you send them to? That's what I was thinking about. I'm like, what would they cross over with? Cause like okay, so yeah, we had uh, we had Molly McGee in the Haunted Mansion. We had oh, we had Big City Greens and Tower of Terror. We had Amphibia and Pirates of the Caribbean. We had of all okay. things pr- the Proud Family here's, and Big Thunder here's Mountain. My, Road, here's my which I feel uh, like that one they just pulled out of a hat. You ready for this? The Owl House, Light of Passage. The Owl House goes to Pandora. I know, but they'd that's have what the I clearance want. to do that. I'm not sure that would require a lot more jumping through hoops. <laughs> it would be great. Staff. I They're agree with you. Uh, well, I was thinking, I was thinking, sort sort around yeah. the world, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> Peter Pan's flight. Uh, they're kind of running out of maybe. Oh, the uh, the Jungle Cruise. Nope, Ducktales did that one. I was just going Pandora because it's it's yeah. weird meets weird, you know, alien meets alien, sort of in a way. So that's, yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about okay. does it for this recording. Um, yeah. Does anyone have anything they want to plug? Uh, I'll uh, go last. First. Okay. Guess. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. So I have yeah, a podcast yeah. called Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast, which I do with my co-host, Ryan Dorman, where we discuss unbuilt attractions in theme parks and themed areas uh, all over the world. Chandler, you were on an episode about the Star Trek Enterprise that was going to be built in Las Vegas. Um, so you can. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Uh, so you can up. actually hear Beam that uh, right now. We <laughs> recorded that back in November. Uh, but uh, Chandler, do you know when this is going to be going up as soon as possible? Uh, I'm going to try to have this out as All soon right. as possible. Well, I'm not sure exactly when, but at some point this week. It was technically oh, supposed to. Okay. I had it on right. the schedule for okay. today, and well, then I'm like, well, we weren't able to get it recorded before. Today, it's okay. So. Uh, well, if you're here, I'm going to have to shuffle things uh, around anyway. Friday, I believe it's going to be the 27th. Uh, we should have an episode about the Roger Rabbit attractions in Disney MGM Studios that were never built. Uh, so uh, you can hopefully listen to that right now. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can also reach me on Open Mother's Mail on Twitter. Hey, you can find me at Clover Cartoons, one word on YouTube. I'll be posting reviews, dubs, and other fun stuff. And you should also check out everybody else's cool stuff because they are super cool and super talented, and I'm kind of jealous. Well, honestly, right now I don't have much to plug, but uh, on the next time I'll be on the podcast, I probably will because things are actually starting up again. So... Next time I'll have something to plug. Uh, I guess, um, you know, you can find me on, uh, you know, the Twitter, uh, Diego Lacama. Um, But uh, other than that, uh, not at the moment, but uh, in a few months, yes. You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97. 
There you'll be able to find a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, which will be returning this year with my upcoming 41 Years of Epcot retrospective, as well as my upcoming Once Upon a Time retrospective. That's right, I'm going through the entire ABC series Once Upon a Time from start to finish. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have no idea how long it'll take, but I'm very excited for it. I've also got episodes of Chandler's Cross-Country Adventure Vlogs. The Cedar Point video is still coming out at some point, and after that I'll have other videos about other parks I've visited. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, Anchor, and select episodes of this podcast will also be available on YouTube. And if you want to help me out even more, you can also pledge to me on Patreon, patreon.com slash starport97. Just a dollar a month gets you access to every episode of this podcast one day early, which will usually be Mondays instead of Tuesdays. We also have a PWCA Discord server you can join. Link to that will be on the PWCA Twitter. And be sure to join us next week for the wonderful winner of Mickey Mouse, right here on the podcast without a cool acronym.